0: We're gonna call this meeting to order. Um, this is the September. Oh, I'm ele-
1: sorry, Monty.
0: Oh, I are we muted?
2: I apologize.
0: That's such a beautiful picture of me right there. It
2: is. So.
3: All right. Yeah, left.
0: Okay. I'm gonna back up a little bit.
4: Where's my agenda?
0: So it's uh, just a few minutes after 11. I'm gonna call the meeting to order. This is the September 11th, 2023 meeting of the Affordable Housing Advisory Board for the City of Lawrence. My name is Monty Sokup. I'm the chair currently. Um, I'm going to take roll, and we're going to establish a quorum, and then we are going to um, then we're going to have some a few words about meeting conduct and all that kind
4: of stuff. And and uh, I hope this is an annual thing as opposed to directing it at some certain person. <laughs> Uncommon. No, we're having, the, it's just
0: the <laughs> meeting, the normal thing we read at the beginning of the meeting. So, uh, so I'm gonna take roll and then we'll get going from there. So Karen Willie. Here. Sarah Waters. I'm
2: here and Mr. Chair, I will need to leave the meeting today at noon um, and I apologize for that.
0: Okay, thank you for that heads up. Nicholas Ward. Phil Engelhart, Mark Mueller here. Christina Gentry
5: here.
0: Erica Zimmerman. Dana Ortiz. Shannon Aury here. Thomas Howe
6: here and Mr. Chairman I will need to leave a few minutes early as well but not noon probably five of. Okay.
0: Okay thank you. Uh, Trent Santee. Here. Monty Sokup here there are nine present three absent which establishes a quorum so with that I'm going to turn over to Leah Roslin to read the the intro to the meeting and the, the words about public comment.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chair, and good morning, everyone. I have a few housekeeping items for this hybrid meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on City's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to participate in the meeting. Um, When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or to turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Now, I'll make a few notes on public comment. When the chair calls for public comment, individuals attending in person should approach the podium to indicate that they wish to speak. The podium can be raised or lowered, and we encourage you to use this feature to ensure your comments are heard. Individuals participating via Zoom should use the raise hand function to indicate they wish to speak. Please leave your virtual hand raised until you are called on. Individuals will be called on in the meeting that they appear on the host uh, meeting host screen. Please state your name before speaking. All comments will be limited to three minutes. Thank you, and now I'll turn the meeting back over to Mr. Sokup.
0: Thank you, Leah. At this time, we're gonna open it up for public comment. have no one in the chamber is there anybody online I don't see anyone online with that we're going to close public comment we're going to move on to agenda item B approve the minutes of the August 14th meeting I would accept a motion and.
6: I move that we accept the meetings as submit the minutes as submitted.
4: I'll, I'll second that. I have, I have a comment. We we've got Edith on there as absent. I thought she resigned. It's no big this deal. I just. <laughs> I think yeah,
1: this is Leah Arizona Affordable Housing Administrator. She did resign, and um, she's removed from the role now. But that was the only ability we had within the system that we use to indicate she's not present.
0: Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Uh, and do I have a? Was that a second? Yes. From Mark. Okay. So any comments or questions? Seeing none, I will call a vote. I'm going to read you in the same order that uh, I read the role. So uh, then it's Karen. Yes. Sarah. Yes. Nicholas. Oh, sorry. Mark Nicholas absent. Phil. Yeah. Mark. Yes. Christina. Approve. Erica. Oh, Mark. Uh, Shannon. Everstein. Thomas. Approve. Trent. Yes. Monty, yes. Motion passes 8-0 eight z- eight with one abstention. So with that, we will move on to the regular agenda. Um, Receive presentation on revised draft plan for the home and ARP funds. Oh, Aaliyah, I think I turned that over to either you or Danny.
1: That will act. This is Leah Roslyn, affordable housing administrator. We have Brad Carr here to present that to the board. Oh, we have Brad online.
7: Sorry, Brad. Good morning, board members. Uh, Brad Carr, I'm the community development analyst um, in the Housing Initiatives Division of Planning and Development Services. Uh, we want to thank you for the opportunity today to present our revised version of the city's Home American Rescue Plan Act allocation plan. Um, As you may recall, uh, the initial draft version was presented to the public at your February uh, 13th, 2023 meeting. Uh, The city's consultant provided a presentation and the initial draft of our allocation plan. After submission of the plan to HUD for review, they've asked us to make some revisions um, and to avoid any potential fair housing problems. And so today's public hearing uh, is to present to the community our revised plan and to provide a forum for the public uh, to comment on the plan before it's resubmitted to hud Um, the revised plan is attached to your agenda today um, and it no longer includes the preference for single females as that was viewed by hud as a potential fair housing violation Um, the preferences for households with children and chronically homeless individuals and families uh, that remains in the plan as both of those align with the unmet needs and gaps and services that we identified through the homeless needs assessment um, the recommendation to utilize our hallmark funds for the development of affordable housing has not changed uh, in this revised version of the plan um, the public comment period on this revised version began on august the 29th and will run into september 13th um, at that time then we will proceed on to the city commission for their final approval uh, at their september 19th meeting and uh, there is no action required by you today for this public hearing, uh, but we would like uh, to open up the opportunity for the public to comment um, and answer any questions that you or other community members have about our uh, revised plan.
0: Yeah, go ahead,
6: Shannon. Do I need to- I think all you need to do is talk. talk.
3: okay, great. Shannon Allry, Housing Authority. Um, is there an outside limit that we have to either obligate and/or spend these ARPA funds?
7: Uh, t- time period you're talking.
3: Uh,
7: so it was uh, the initial allocation, and Danny, she's there in the room. She might have to correct me, but the initial uh, allocation they had us amend our 2019 plan, I believe.
8: I think it was 2020.
7: So it was the uh, CDBG was probably the 19th. So the hallmark was probably the 2020 plan. And then from there, I believe uh, we have seven years to spend the funds.
9: Yep.
3: Thank you.
0: Uh, it's Monty Sogap. I just, one other question was the objection due to the. Uh, Reference to female because that's a protected class.
7: Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was.
0: So was there could have we have left? I'm just curious and I'm not asking that we change. Could have we have left in single family or single income families? Is that for uh, allowable language or would it be in the future? Or do you know?
7: So families in in this sense are uh, thought of in several different ways. Um, It it can be a one, one person family. Um, or you could have a multiple person family and so um, by using the terms that we have tried to keep in the plan Mm -hmm. uh, for households with children and then for chronically homeless individuals and families and so that way we're trying to cover all of the qualifying populations as whether they're a single family or um, a multiple individual family. Um, As far as adding income in all of the qualifying populations this does uh, relate directly to homeless individuals, Mm -hmm. uh, those fleeing or attempting to flee domestic violence or other uh, populations where they potentially are at a greater risk of becoming homeless. So HUD is assuming all of those are at or below the 30% of our median area income.
0: Thank you, Brad. Any other questions? Any recommendations? Okay, with that, I don't think there's any action to be taken. Is that correct, Leah?
10: I had no action. If
7: we could just ask if there is any public comment either in the room or online.
0: Okay,
10: yeah, Phil, you have a question? Yeah, I had a couple of just informational questions under the uh, home art production housing goals. Uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'm exactly in the right place, but. I had a question about how we got to per unit costs of, of 180K and, and how that uh, term unit was defined. Am I in the wrong place here? Uh, what,
4: what page are you on?
10: Well, I just took out a couple. I have home ARP allocation plan draft, wh- was what, what I had in my notes. And there was a, a subsection Home Art Production Housing Goals, where a, num- a per unit cost of approximately 180k was, uh, w- was brought up. Uh, and that's how they got somewhere between 19 and 38 units with a per unit cost of 180k. And I was just trying for my own purposes to understand where those numbers came from.
6: And so are you, are you talking about page 35 of that report? The I home, am, yes. The home ARP production yes. housing goals.
7: I can kind of take a stab at that. So we actually used um, some of uh, the applications that had been submitted to the Affordable Housing Advisory Board uh, by in your last round of funding <laughs> um, by some YTEC developers. And their pro formas are very detailed of what they have to submit to the state of Kansas to receive those uh, low income housing tax credits. And so um, we presented those numbers to the city's consultant. The city's consultant kind of crunched the numbers for us and and determined those ranges that if we provided anywhere from a 20 to 40% subsidy of the per unit cost to a developer, Um, then that would equate out to that dollar amount per unit and then determine that we could hopefully build a range between 19 and 38 units at at that level for the uh, about $1.4 million that we have available.
10: Okay, I I think that's probably as as clear as we can make it. So that that works for me.
7: This is still just an an, original, Allocation draft plan. And so um, if this is accepted by HUD, then we would put out a much more detailed RFP asking for um, proposals from developers. And at that time is where we would really be able to get in and dig deep into the actual numbers of what they're proposing.
10: Okay. Sounds good. Okay.
0: Thank you. Anyone else? Any other questions? Okay, then we are going to move on to the agenda minor C2, which is receive instructions on review and scoring of the affordable housing trust fund applications. And I believe Leah is going to present that.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chair i'm going to bring up a powerpoint so first um i'm going to go over a brief powerpoint presentation just as a reminder and a review regarding um prioritization of applications based on the ahabs nofo and then i'll go into looking at the actual scoring matrix walk through that so all members are And a common understanding of how to complete that and submit that. So I will bring up the PowerPoint. Oh goodness! If there's a way to.
4: Just hit the green share button on your Zoom.
1: I'm sorry. The what? The
4: green share button on your
1: Zoom. Oh. Thank you.
0: Right in the middle on the center.
1: Yeah, I was actually, I, yes, I, <laughs> thank you. It's
10: always one of those
9: buttons. That'll work.
0: There you go.
1: Okay. So here's a reminder of the timeline. Once the applications are received, on Friday or by Friday, September 15th, I will, which is when the applications are due, I will begin preparing documents for the Affordable Housing Advisory Board review. The AHAB will review all the applications, the key elements projects chart, and the scoring matrix for each project no later than f- uh, by Friday, October 29th um, to be submitted. Ahead of the October 9th meeting. That will allow the AHAB a week to review all applications prior to the meeting. Please do read every application and come prepared with questions by the October 9th meeting. Um, That will be the board's opportunity to ask questions of the applications before scoring and making funding recommendations. Each member of the AHAB must submit their individual application scores and funding recommendations to me no later than um, October 30th as shown on the timeline. That's when your scores and recommendations are due via email to me the cumulative recommendations will be included in the November 13th agenda packet and to be used for discussions to, to make funding recommendations just going to pause um, I- any questions
2: yeah I do have a question yes jump in please so those two meetings the October 9th and the November 13th um, I assume there are some of us that are Will likely be linked to an application that we should either can't participate in talking about the grant applications should we not show up to those two meetings, and if so, how many people do we have left that actually will get to weigh in.
1: That is correct you'll need to recuse yourself from any discussion. A- including the presentations on the project. And at this time, I have not received the applications, so I can't give an indication. I'm, I have some assumptions based on uh, uh, about who may need to recuse themselves, but I'm not certain. That is an issue that we. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Uh, On those two meetings, is it the entirety of the meeting that that we need to recuse ourselves from, those of us that may or may not be connected to um, an application there? Or is it that we need to show up for the meeting and then recuse ourselves for a portion of that conversation and then uh, rejoin the meeting? Just trying to schedule.
1: Thank you i appreciate that if um in the past members have shown showed up and then made a formal declaration that they are recusing themselves and logged off at that time um so if you're comfortable
0: yeah so karen uh typically those are the only agenda items we have so once you show up and be counted president and recuse yourself so you don't miss the meeting you would be excused for the rest of the meeting we wouldn't need you probably to come back
2: does that makes sense. Thank you for the clarification. I appreciate sure. it.
3: But let me uh, we're not required to log off. I mean, we can watch.
0: You can watch. It's a public well, meeting. Yeah,
3: it's a public meeting. It's a
0: public you meeting. You can watch. You just can't or,
3: and we'll, I'll turn, you know, I turn my camera off. Um,
0: right. Or sit in the audience or something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're just not going to be able to act in the
4: meeting.
1: Right. Any other questions about the timeline?
4: Um, question, other than hearing the presentation and asking questions, that's, that's the only activity that will be occurring that day, right? Correct. There will be no formal decisions or anything? Okay.
1: Correct. Yeah, the formal recommendations come on the Monday, November 13th meeting. Ready to move on? Mm -hmm. Um, When reviewing the applications, please make sure that the projects align directly with one of the purposes outlined here in terms of what is allowable for affordable housing trust funds. So providing and improving the quality availability and affordability of housing in Lawrence, acquiring land for future affordable housing and investing in public private partnerships for the provision of affordable housing. Any applications that do not meet the parameters of one of the following allowable projects that are listed here will be screened out by me ahead of time and will not be reviewed by the affordable housing advisory board. So, again, the allowable projects align directly with the trust fund purpose and the AHAB goals that the board has set forth. So, the allowable projects include affordable housing or land acquisition, new affordable housing development, rehab of affordable housing for preservation of existing affordable housing stock, accessibility modifications, housing vouchers, projects that increase community awareness on affordable housing, and projects that advance racial equity in housing. Leah, can I ask a question? Please. Um,
5: Just a probing question. So this is from last year's experience. Um, Will there be discussion on any applications that are not complete? Um, So we had embedded into each application where the applicant were to answer to each of these Structured questions, but we had a quite a bit of conversation to one that did not complete the
1: fully application. Would that be your repeat this year? Thank you for that question, Christina. No, since that, um, since that happened, I added a statement on the NOFO stating that incomplete applications would not be reviewed by the board. So moving forward after that, those will not be provided to the board for review either. Thank you, Leah. Yeah.
4: So, we won't see them? Correct. So that decision is made by you?
1: Well, incomplete applications are not accepted. Yeah,
4: but you're making that call. Somebody has to make it, I'm just asking who. Yeah,
1: I mean, based on if their application is not complete. Okay. (laughs) It's not a subjective determination, I guess.
4: Does that mean if they leave any question blank?
1: Um, Yes. If the application is not complete, then it will not be reviewed. I, of course, will follow up. And if time allows, give an opportunity for that applicant to complete the application. Okay, great. Um, But, yeah, the expectation is that the applications are fully complete to be considered for funding.
4: So... Applications have been submitted already. I assume. To date, no applications. Well, so they all kind of ahead. wait till the last minute. <laughs>
1: Typically, <done>? yes.
4: <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so I was going to ask you if we could pre-look, but there's nothing to pre-look at. Um, okay, so if your deadline's the fifth, how are you gonna are you gonna follow up? On the sixth, and say, what about number twelve? It's the fifteenth, or what? You know what I mean. What, whatever the deadline
1: is. Yes, as okay. soon as I receive it, I you'll do I what you can
4: it. to bring us, to bring all the submissions to us as completed.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, our priority and value is that we want to see all projects come yeah. forward and give every applicant a chance to have a competitive review.
4: I'm, I'm asking because these are where complaints come from that i didn't get a fair shot well why didn't you well i didn't do my job okay thank you yes
1: absolutely okay so in terms of once you receive the applications um, and begin to review and prioritize them um, here are the um, general parameters and then I'll go into more specifics so as board members again review and ap- evaluate a- uh, project applications prioritization should be made based on the following criteria I will go into further detail on the prioritization listed in the NOFO and in the matrix and the upcoming slides um, and once to note that while awards do not need to be prioritized solely based on the scores alone, the board does need to have rational and reasoned explanation for awards and should not be made based on personal opinions, political views, or personal preference. So the evaluation and prioritization criteria include um, the award prioritization is identified in the NOFO and voted and agreed upon by the board, the application matrix scores, the project timeliness, significance of funding gaps in the project, community need, and alignment with the affordable housing trust fund purpose. So in terms of evaluation criteria for all projects, um, the first is that it advances the affordable housing advisory board goals. And I've just listed the goals um, here in the bullet points. All projects also need to advance city strategic plan housing goals, specifically SWN goal number five, SWN goal number six, SWN goal number seven. Um, in addition to alignment with additional city as strategic plan goals, the consolidated plan, the downtown master plan and plan 2040. And those are all linked in the NOFO. In addition, all projects will be evaluated based on a strong commitment to racial equity and affirmatively furthering fair housing. The inclusion of priority populations that have been identified by the board in the city based on disparities that exist in access to safe, affordable and accessible housing meaningful neighborhood engagement and community outreach the developer or the organizational capacity and the area median income of the populations being served in terms of um, evaluation for the um, acquisition and development projects. Further prioritization criteria will include expanding affordable housing to all Lawrence neighborhoods and areas of the city so that affordable housing is scattered and indistinguishable from market rate housing to the extent possible. Um, The commitment to affordability and perpetuity, ensuring that the investment permanently increases affordable housing stock. Um, Depending on specific projects, housing may be placed in permanent affordability through a deed restriction, the land ground release or another method acceptable to the city um, all remaining equal projects with longer term affordability will be prioritized over projects with shorter term affordability of 30 or f- fewer years um, third, a sustainability commitment. The City of Lawrence strategic plans include several goals aimed at increasing affordable uh, environmental sustainability and reducing Lawrence's contribution to climate change and preparing for the effects of climate change. The Affordable Housing Trust Fund is committed to ensuring its funding supports green and sustainable design components, including native landscaping and strong energy efficiency measures that are above code, solar ready homes. deconstruction over um, and construction sorry (laughs) over demolition and encourages recipients to implement these measures and funded projects and then further uh, number four community need is identified in the 2018 lawrence housing market analysis And then further prioritization for acquisition and development will include infill development, the cost per bedroom or person, the number of units created, the leverage, developer fees or percentage, distance to transit, distance to green space and recreation, distance to schools, and distance to the nearest grocery store. Um, Any questions so far?
10: I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, you, under your discussion of, you know, affordability and and length of time, you mentioned ground lease. Do we have any examples of that particular mechanism being used in the context of affordability? Mm, I'm going to look to Jeff.
6: Thomas Howell, Lawrence Porter, Realtors Representative. My understanding is that's what tenants, the, the Lawrence Community Land Trust, they own the, the ground and they lease, that's a ground lease, back to the owner of the improvement. And so there's a there's a ground lease that is inaccurate.
10: Well, well she, she mentioned the, the land trust as a separate item, so I didn't know if the ground, I mean, that was what I thought I heard her say. So, yeah, I'm familiar with that mechanism, but I thought perhaps there was something in addition to the the tenant's model.
3: Yeah, there is. This okay. is Shannon Owry, uh, Housing Authority. Uh, I believe both uh, the Housing Authority and Bert Nash, I know for sure the Housing Authority. <laughs> um, you have a 99-year lease from the county on the property that the cottages is built on. And okay. I believe that the transitions, uh, Bert Nash's house is also handled in that way so the county owns the entire parcel of that property and we have 99 year leases on
10: I'd like to talk with you at greater length yeah I don't need to do right now but I'm, I'm curious about that mechanism so okay thanks
1: okay I am going to go through the review matrix, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, just to show these are the categories, the total evaluation categories used in the scoring matrix for acquisition and development, for total points possible of 200, and then for. Housing supports, rehab, and modification. These are all the categories used to score and prioritize those projects. Um, Again, with a total points possible of 200. And then to Karen's earlier question, AHAB members shall not participate in the discussions or voting regarding any applications if they have a conflict of interest or substantial conflict of interest on one of the applications. And if you have any questions about that, you're welcome to. to ask me offline, or um, if there are any additional questions right now, I'm happy to take those. Okay, Um, so now I'm going to go to the scoring matrix. So I just um, want to walk through this, particularly for members who have not participated in this process before. Um, so um, I have just um, done two examples of projects here in the matrix. When So when um, I, oh, sorry, I blew this up way too much when you receive the materials from me um, you will receive um, the uh, every project application and you will also receive this um, Excel workbook from me right now there's just two tabs for the projects development and acquisition and support services and modification when you actually receive the spreadsheet um, this would say the name of the applicant instead so this would instead say at Astra Affordable Housing Provider, which is just something I made up. Um, Similarly, for here, so there will be a tab for every single project. Um, I'm just going to move over here, so then um, this is the total list of recommendations. So what you'll do is go through the review matrix, compare that with the application, insert your scores, and then that information will be moved over here. So I'll I'll just walk through an example also want to make sure that um, I'm clear on what will already be filled in versus what you will be filling in. So um, when you receive the um, spreadsheet, I will complete the applicant name, the project name, the project type, and I will insert the requested amount. Additionally, I will go ahead and insert scores for anything that is just sort of black and white objective information. uh, so, for example, I've filled in the AMI served, um, staff experience, et cetera, based on the responses in the application. And... Um, Other um, answers and scores are more subjective, and that's when the AHAB members, you all will actually fill in your score. So for example, population served, the project responds to local community need, et cetera, et cetera. If you hover over um, into these little red, Triangles in the corner, you can see a pop-up, and that will give you the specific points, so you don't have to review back to the NOFO, but you can see. Okay, so there should be four points for each of the following priority populations that the project has served, and it lists those um, on the note there on the spreadsheet. This is a more subjective, um, even though the applicants will check off responses. Um, that is uh, will entail some. Um, board member um, evaluation as to whether those populations are affirmatively being served or whether it's simply a matter of non-discrimination. And then further to help to help you find those responses on the application i've put so section three question two on the application so you can see specifically where you should be referring to the application to see the response so you can fill that in that will already be filled in Um, neighborhood and community engagement again that will be filled in or you will use the can hover over, look at how you should be assigning points. And it can be on a scale, so it doesn't necessarily have to be 0, 5, or 10. Those are just sort of the benchmarks to guide you. Um, So going through, again, um, many of these are objective questions. Um, You can look at the response in terms of racial equity and inclusion. Um, their financial information, um, leverage will be filled in, and I will actually note the um, percentage of leverage that they're bringing in, cost per bedroom, objective. I will state here in the right hand column what exactly that is, the developer fee, I'll put that response in, so it's just very clear length of affordability, et cetera, et cetera. So then you'll come to a total score at the bottom, and then here's where you can insert any of your individual comments or recommendations for that specific project. Um, any, um, all the scores and the worksheets are a matter of public record. so whatever you put in terms of comments and recommendations, um, again, it's, it's for public record. So then you will do the same thing for every project. So you can see similar for this is an example for an accessibility modification project. You can go in and put in your scores for the different things. Similarly, you can hover over and see what the points uh, should be, the scale. in the scores, they're slightly different but fairly similar, so admin fee as opposed to developer fee, long term stabilization as opposed to length of affordability, cost per household as opposed to cost per bedroom, etc. cetera. There are more subjective questions on this in terms of what constitutes low-barrier services, um, what constitutes active collaboration, um, if they are adequately meeting community need, um, if they're providing trauma-informed services, et cetera. So you'll fill that in, come to a total score, and again, you'll have the opportunity to put in any comments or recommendations. So you'll do that for every single project application. Then over here, you can see that um, it's been moved over. And this is where you will insert your individual recommendation for funding. And so, Um, This might be a discussion that the board would like to have either now or an upcoming meeting in regards to values regarding fully funding projects and zeroing out others versus um, underfunding requests in order to fund more projects. But if you um, want to recommend funding um, $450,000 then you can fill that in there again there fill that in there and um, you can see that here at the bottom you'll be able to tell how much you have remaining to allocate and what your total allocation is it is very helpful if members do reach a zero a balanced budget. So if you get to zero in remaining, um, that really helps when then I average all the recommend. So when I present it, um, when the board is making recommendations, I show what the average or the mean is uh, for the recommended amount that each project is funded. And then you can enter any brief notes here. I'm almost done. Just want to show you the key project elements chart. Um, This is sort of the key information that the board has um, stated that you all would like to see in one easy um, spreadsheet. So you can also go over here and see sort of that basic information that is being looked at if you have any questions about, about those items so are there any questions about how to review and score and submit um, your recommendations for funding
4: Go ahead. yeah um, there may be I haven't done this before so I'll probably find out my question doesn't make any sense but there may be projects that might not be able to to happen unless they're fully funded is that ever been the case probably I'm guessing so
0: Typically, in our previous Novos, we've asked the question, what happens if your project isn't fully funded? So I'll learn so that. So they'll, yeah, so they'll tell if it's a scalable or if it's not or whatever. So I think we still have that in yeah. there. Okay.
4: <laughs> so that's information we'll get. So some projects, if they get 90% of it, they can get 20 things satifi- satisfied instead of 24. Right. Okay. Yes. Right. Thank you.
0: Um, I would just say this is probably the best matrix and process we've had to date. It may not be perfect, but it's by far better than what we've been using. So I, thank you, Leah, for leading the charge on that. And I know Absolutely. everybody's work here as well Yeah. to, I think it was three meetings to get through that or something, but um, I think it's well worth it, so.
3: Yeah, I strongly agree with it. Having been here since like the inception. very first meeting we are, w- I mean, finally, I think we have something that's workable and doesn't leave the board sort of trying to guess is it exactly, and I mm-hmm. you know it took a lot of hard Scratch- work to get ahead. here, but I do think we will end up
1: with a better product. Yeah. Yeah, thank you all for your incredible work.
0: Okay. Is that the end of your presentation?
1: Yeah, unless there are any other questions, that's Thank you, it. Leah.
0: That was very helpful. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we're on to item C3, which is review five-year affordable housing advisory board strategies and consider approving goals six and seven uh, that we've worked on previously uh, in several meetings. So I think what... Uh, Since we started with six and seven, I think let's look at six and seven if we can agree that those are acceptable the way we modified them the last time. Uh, Then I would suggest we move on to five and work our way backwards to one. (laughs) Um, So let's start with goal seven. That's all right. Oof oh great you got it up there so we worked on this last time um so it's increasing community awareness on engagement affordable housing our output goal is five affordable housing community engagement programs in five years um hopefully we'll see some of these in the nofo nofa process uh that will uh Get us a start uh i think the idea generally in five and a five of your year, years was that we would have some ongoing program in every year of funding it was kind of the hope with that there could be more obviously so uh,
3: i i wasn't here at the last mm-hmm. shannon okay housing authority um But when I saw this, I also know that I have done uh, extensive work with Brad and Danny on the Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing plan. And Mm -hmm. part of what that requires is that we do some fair housing training and some landlord training. And I wondered if we couldn't put that in here also, because I really do think those two things go hand in hand. I mean, I think huge steps were taken with the source of income resolution. And I think, um, I mean, we still get quite a bit of engagement about that issue. But I kind of wonder if we can't put that in here.
4: And there's still a lot of um, misunderstanding about that, too, from the people that have rental property that I run into from time to time. Because they heard it from somebody that heard it from somebody that said they can't do anything anymore, you know. So yes, agreed.
3: And I think we could just add
4: as a
0: strategy. You think?
3: Well, yeah, um, and you know, community engagement on uh, um, you know fair housing.
5: This is Christina Gentry. I agree with that. Um, I do recognize that uh, the meeting that uh, you were in attendance with, we had talked about uh, earmarking ninety thousand. Maybe I'm thinking of an incorrect number, but we had talked about earmarking funds to produce another. Um, housing either to support a project that looks to collaborate in gathering data um, and looking for maybe an outside consultant That, that wasn't really sussed out how that would be done. But we had voted against that. Is it some way that we are understanding what how are these trust funds going to be used to support these increased community awareness engagements? Um, is the city supporting that financially, or is this coming from trust fund uh, dollars? Are we allocating? are we looking at um, actively funding this kinds of outreach? Um, because someone's doing that work. And so is this volunteer? Is this being supported by the city? ARPA, I, I'm just asking a question if we know that answer uh, about how we support that work intentionally with fiscal opportunities.
3: And the, again, Shannon, our housing authority. I mean, we engage in this work. We've done landlord symposiums to try to do this. We, will, we are trying to plan another one. So we, we do it. I know the city has done it at times. Um, through human relations, I believe, has done some. So, um, but as far as the...
0: So I think at this point, I think we're relying on someone to come and respond to the NOFA. Mm -hmm. So where do we see those proposals coming from? Funding. Well, it could come from the Housing Authority, it would be one. It could be from the city, staff to like if they wanted a like the report that uh, Christina is talking about if they wanted uh, funding for a housing study that could come in through the NOFA process as opposed to being earmarked and then it would get weighted against every other proposal that comes in I don't know if we've communicated that clearly in the NOFA I'm not 100% sure of that but
10: well, where would that fall with respect to your all scoring matrix? I mean, we've got development acquisition and then we've got support. Uh, where, where does it fall under the su-
0: I think it'd have to fall under the support because it's not acquisition and construction.
3: Well, and this is maybe somebody could put a pin in this to ask legal staff, but when's the renewal of the sales tax?
7: About four Five, years. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And and what will be able to be done as far as supporting that as we get closer? Because I don't know that we could use trust fund money to support a political election.
0: No, probably not.
3: And so, I mean, I just think we want to be real careful about where mm-hmm. we're thinking about that mm-hmm. and the difference between the need for affordable housing and pay vote for the
5: sales tax.
4: right
10: but okay
5: so for this question, this is christina gentry um so for this strategies for this goal we are hi- we are hoping expecting um that an applicant will come through with something that speaks directly to community engagement is that correct it's not an internal goal or strategy that we are trying to produce but we hope that community engagement comes from the applicants or 2024 or 2023?
0: I think if there's funding needed, yes. Okay. Would be my take on that. That doesn't mean that this body can't, you know, put on an affordable housing forum of some kind if we chose to do that. Okay. It doesn't mean we couldn't do that. But I think if you want funding out of the trust fund, you, the NOFO is the process of getting funding. Not everything here would have to be funded. I mean, I think part of our support is through, and the question in the application is what are you doing to engage the community and support your project? I think that's part of it. That's part of getting the word out and including that in as a question that's uh, ranked in, in the, application.
5: Sure, thank you for that clarification. I uh, just wanted to know what was our labor and our charge, What mm-hmm. we're asking of others to contribute, yeah. making clarification on that.
0: And again, if we don't see anything that comes out of the, you know, first round or second round, we may have to go, look, if we're going to meet this, we're going to have to do something, you know, we're going to have to take a more active role. I mean, that could be a possible outcome of, you know, around a NOFO funding if we get nothing and we don't, we're don't. No we happy with what our Applicants are doing,
6: and, and that active role might be just promoting the idea that here's what we're looking for. Because I'm not sure how that's getting done at this point. I'm not. Sure. Right. I mean, I'm, I, and and if it's not promoted, then how do potential uh, uh, recipients of this or or potential uh, uh, community groups who could do this work? How mm. do they hear about it? How do they know that this is a,
0: a possibility? Right. Well, we have three very active not-for-profits mm-hmm. that know and hear about this. And if we don't get anything from our applicants, we might be reaching out to them to go, Shannon, How do, what does this look like? How can you help us in this arena? And what kind of funding would you need in the next? I mean, we'll have, we may have that discussion at right. the next round, before the next round. Yep, good. So I see us taking a role in that sense. It's probably not, there's some work that we'll have to do, but we're not gonna carry the water on that, probably.
1: This is Leah Roseland. your board. Yeah, just to follow up and maybe the implicit question, is that's part of my role is to reach out to potential applicants. And I've actually had several meetings with community organizations and community nonprofits interested in exploring this goal specifically as well as the other goals. Great. But also... As Monty stated, um, um, the board can greatly assist with reaching out to folks that I might not have relationships with and, um, and encourage as well.
4: How, how could we help you with that? There are three or four groups that I know of that care about it from time to time, complain about it, um, home builders, realtors, Landlords all have organizations. Do you get a chance to talk to them from time to time? I assume.
1: This is Lee Roseland. I do. Um, and I know that, like, I had put in an email to you the specific organizations that I had reached out to in terms of notice for the NOFO and um, the Home Builders is one, the Chamber of Commerce was another one, um, as well as a number of other organizations. Uh-huh. But also we have representatives from all of those organizations that you named on the board. Right. And so um, uh, my, hope, um, my hope is that members will be taking that information back to that, those organizations and their members um, and providing linkages um, to the process and to me when appropriate. And if there's other recommendations for how we can better be outreaching or working with any okay. um, businesses or organizations, I'm happy to take those recommendations.
4: Thank you. Okay, so
0: I'm gonna move us on from that. I think we need would need to see the fair housing bullet language added to this and bring it back. So, I don't think we can approve it today, but whatever you come up with, I think next time we see this, maybe we can just approve it if we are in agreement with the fair housing. Is that a fair statement? Okay. Yes. Good with it. Okay, so let's move on to goal six then. Um, increase racial equity in housing. The output goal is five racial equity housing programs in five years. Again, I think the output goal there was to say that we need to have, in our NOFO process, we need to see one, you know, positive, uh, active uh, program that's addressing uh, this issue. Um, We kind of, personally I struggled with the output goals (laughs) as to how we would say what that is or what it looks like. So we just wanna make sure we have one uh at least one of our programs uh you know addressing this annually so we continue to push on this uh, this matter
3: and when we say program it i mean what what are we referring to
0: well i think it's (laughs) that's a good question um i think it could be program project Maybe that maybe program's not a great word. I'm not saying we need to establish a new program every year. Just that something needs to be moving forward every year to push this goal. That we have something, you know, something actively occurring that helps forward this goal.
10: So so do you do you assume that that you're looking it could be a program. That you're looking at it post hoc and saying this particular project that we funded has a racial equity component to it that helps push this goal forward a particular project I think your element awarded, in that project yeah yeah something the, the project that you awarded funds to mm-hmm. moves this goal forward
0: i think that's one one possibility it could be an educational program that somebody comes forward with, one of our not-for-profits that says, you know we're going out to this community to try to educate them about what the opportunities are in the affordable housing realm. It could be many things. I don't know what those things are okay. <laughs> uh, but those are I think two examples. It could be a specific project or it could be a program that uh, reaches out to specific populations.
10: okay.
0: I'm open to certainly anyone's input or ideas or wordsmithing on that. I just, no. uh,
3: This is one of those hard things that I wish I knew how to do. Right. Without running afoul of fair housing. And I mean, I would love for
5: us to figure that out. Mm This is Christine.
0: Well, again, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Christine. Uh,
5: no, well, I, I just kind of i am looking at increasing community awareness and engagement. And so when I think about increasing community awareness, I'm thinking about bringing to light some of the past and the histories. Uh, and so, making um, restorative efforts to look into those policies, those restrictive covenants, those ones that, that are specific to Lawrence, um, so that people understand, or, or there is, I'm sorry, increased community awareness, not people understand, I'm going to use my words very carefully, but there is a community awareness component to that wherein we are speaking specifically to Lawrence and to how their outcomes have in either decreased or increased opportunities for there to be racial equity embedded into the framework of housing Opportunities for people um, experiencing um, lack of affordable housing—not just lack of affordable housing—I think the component too to be very careful with and to be clear is the um, the ambiguous language that was previously used in some of the policies and to bring to light um, increased community awareness of what what those outcomes have been, the unintentional outcomes of racial uh, equity in housing, and so to constantly you know drive that needle home and to make that a priority educational opportunity and to increase community awareness. Because I feel like there's some, a lot of othering um, in the scope of housing as if Lawrence does not do that. Lawrence does not participate in this. This is not how Lawrence is, has shown up in spaces. And we have history and documented history that proves otherwise. Right. So I feel like the, continuing the community awareness about that component can raise awareness and say, yes, indeed we did. <laughs> and this is what we're going to do to restore those practices going forward.
0: Okay, so are you suggesting we add it? We're missing a, a strategy.
5: Yeah. Well, yes, I would
0: to d- educate about the unequal housing opportunities that have and historic unequal housing opportunity or unequal housing practices, whatever whatever that word is.
5: Right, I said a lot of words there, this is Christina. <laughs> right. Um, so I I feel like just like we were t- talking about in our future discussions, um, mm-hmm. the outcomes of Raising taxes and um, mm-hmm. increasing t- uh, property taxes, we continue to talking about the outcomes that have produced um, displacement or a, a, f- a, a great number or data that reflects demographics in certain areas of Lawrence. Um, because it's not just because they're rental properties and they're affordable that people are living there. There have been structures that have been Reproduced over time that say that people were not allowed to live mm-hmm. on property here So the outcomes and that data and kind of understanding like this is where the populations are segregated in the space of, of Lawrence would be something I think would be notable um, That would be ongoing and I don't know what that looks like But um, that's a, maybe a strategy to consider and to place in uh, to our next opportunities to speak on strategies
0: Okay, I think that sounds like a reasonable thing to add to me as a strategy. Is it?
5: Okay, I'm glad. I think so, no, I think, I think that, you know, an
0: educational component, understanding where we came from and how we got here is important on to how to correct the problem or have an impact on a problem, and people need to understand that, in order to understand some of the actions we may be taking to
5: try to rectify that. Sure, and we can, you know, continue to work on that Strategy, but I think it's something to put to okay. note here today.
1: Mr. Sure. Chair, is I apologize. Is it okay if I just do a couple of checks for understanding with the recommendations that have been made? To do what? A couple checks for understanding um, on the two new strategies that mm-hmm. have been recommended. I want to make sure that I'm accurately reflecting those, and. The word I used in both was provide. Um, The previous discussion on the AHAB was that it would not be the AHAB role to actually lead those engagement um, forums or educational opportunities, but rather to support. And so if I could get some clarity and guidance on sort of the verbiage to use for the um, new recommended strategies, that would be helpful.
0: I don't want to speak for the whole board, but I'll take a shot at this. Try. <laughs> well, I think we could say support, Yeah. but uh, with the same caveat like we did on the, if it's not happening, then I think we're gonna have to take a more positive, you know, if we get this first round of NOFA, which is coming in October, right? It's really soon. If we don't see the kinds of outcomes or impacts that we want to see, I, we may need to take a more active role. And this may become provide as opposed to support. Does that seem reasonable?
5: I agree with that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Again, I'm hoping that some of this will come out of, you know, (laughs) Shannon, I'm gonna pick on you. (laughs) The housing authority sees this opportunity and they go, hey, we need $20,000 to provide this kind of outreach program in this space. But to do that, we need funding to staff it and do that. And that comes to us in a NOFO either this year or next year or whenever. Uh but I'm hoping we you know that we have uh groups outside groups probably are not for profits that come forward and to to live in that space mm-hmm. and help us with that thank you if not, we'll figure something else out <laughs> because it's a goal that we have so okay
1: and um uh, right, so
0: let's come oh go ahead
1: just and have I adequately captured Christina and Shannon's comments? for the two new strategies recommended. Uh,
6: hold on a second, is it here?
1: I can't see. That's oh, sorry, here, I'll share screen. Yeah,
0: thank you. I, come on. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are good, but not that good. Uh, okay.
5: <laughs> Leah, I support the language.
1: Okay, thank you, Christina. Good.
10: Well, doesn't the second point doesn't that relate to goal six rather than goal seven? The support education on historical and current isn't. Doesn't that go under goal six, or am I missing something? Yeah, I thought we're working on
0: six.
3: Yeah, I thought that. Oh,
10: there. Oh, I'm sorry. The
3: language in seven, I I
1: agree.
10: That the last bullet, no, no, the last no, 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 bullet there. Just this one? Goes into yeah. six, Goes not into six, seven. Yeah.
1: Okay, thank you. So seven, you this it. is good for seven? Guess yeah, that, that either. Okay, <laughs> thank you for clarifying. <clears throat> okay,
0: okay, so we, if we're in agreement on this, That's and I think <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> could approve yeah. this one and be done with, for, at the moment, for six. Are we in agreement? Consensus that, I don't think we have to take a vote, are we in consensus? Let's go. I agree. Okay. Mark this moment. <laughs> <laughs> we
9: finished one goal. <laughs> okay, on. At
0: least for the time being. No, we didn't finish seven because she was gonna work on oh, okay, so gonna language, work on seven, I think. Six. If we're okay with that language, yeah. I just wasn't sure if we captured it yeah, accurately. We do. Okay, so on strategy seven, are we okay with the language on strategy seven? We're good.
10: good. Yeah, I'm good with it.
0: Okay. Anybody online? I can't, I'm not looking online there. Sorry. sorry. Did did they all follow us? I mean, we kind of <laughs> pretty <laughs> okay. fast there. Okay, so uh, if we have consensus on seven, then we're going to move on to four uh, or five. I'm sorry, five. I was ready to turn the page there. Okay. Residents in unstable housing situations have more permanent, affordable, and supportive housing options. Our goal is for 50 tenant-based rental assistance vouchers uh, in five years from 2023 to 2028. I am unclear as I read that, Leah, is that 50 a year? Or is that 50 over five years? So 10 a year.
1: 50 over five years.
0: So that's 10 a year.
1: And,
3: and let me ask this question, huh? Shannon, with the Housing Authority. Currently, you the uh, trust funds half of our New Horizons project, which are homeless vouchers for mm-hmm. families in the shelter. Mm-hmm. We currently have 13 of those that are active. And then... So annual? Well, just, I mean, you the have problem... have 13 with, people
0: in the pipeline.
3: Well, we have 13 people currently using a voucher. Okay. The problem is, is that if I have a family of eight, that's a very different amount of money than if mm-hmm. I have a family of two. So it's not like I have 10 vouchers. It's like mm-hmm. I have X amount of money and mm-hmm. whoever's next mm-hmm. on the top of the list gets the voucher and whether that costs me $1,000 or $500 depends on the size of that family. Um, and then we, we also are funded vouchers through the city home program which mm. is a different right. program mm-hmm. different right of money. and so my question was is this new vouchers so you're so right. let's say currently you're not
0: f- additional I don't think I think it's continuing okay that similar was more to question. what we're doing are we
3: trying to do more vouchers or are we trying to maintain what we're doing mm-hmm. I, sh-
0: I think the goal was to maintain what we're doing it not provide an additional.
4: I agree. Is is the city funding outside of what we do? Is it, is it elastic? Is it d- budgeted every year? Is it two dollars? You have a feel.
3: There's no city funding for vouchers other than the home funds, which come to the city, and then are are passed through. I guess is the best way. Okay, so the housing authority.
4: Help me understand. Yeah. How much last year did you have to?
3: The current year, we're like. Two hundred ninety thousand sounds you,
4: right. You remember the year before? Just
3: seventy, probably. Yeah. Okay,
4: so around two hundred fifty thousand.
3: Oh yeah, somewhere okay. between two hundred fifty and three. Okay, for the whole time I've been here, except that one So,
4: so is that meeting our our goal? or, or, or are yeah, two so people think, doing the job of one? Yeah, I think. Uh, I think this is okay because I think it
0: continues what we're doing. Okay. You can always ask for more. This is right. what we want to, you know. I just didn't
3: know if we were trying to generate programs. I mean, no, I don't think so. New Horizons was a new program specifically targeted to get families out of the shelter.
0: Okay. Right?
3: It was mm-hmm. very. Right.
0: And it's been a great program. Yeah.
3: And home is anybody who is homeless, families, individuals, whoever. So. Okay. and one has federal strings and one does not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better for me, but I'm just saying.
4: <laughs> uh, then are we we okay with 5. Do you
0: know I wonder if we should actually add to the strategy to continue to fund the Horizons program. Is that too specific if we did that or
3: Well then how am I why do I like, why would you come in and fill out the application? Every year. And, okay. So we need to keep it open. Eventually might want right. a oh. voucher. Right. They don't because it's a lot of
10: hassle, but. And
4: and there may be another name for another program, and yeah, Yeah. this leaves it open.
10: Yeah, leave it open, my opinion.
4: Okay, are
0: we okay with five?
5: I would like more context on recommending strategies to enforce source of income non-discrimination ordinance. Mm -hmm. What is our, what could be our influence there? What does that look like? Does that look like continuing to talk with um, or have a conversation with the HRC? Does that mean like continuing to talk or talk with um, legal?
1: Um, what mm-hmm.
5: is, give me an idea of what that strategy could look like in action.
1: This is Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing. Is it okay if I? Yeah, go ahead. Um, that is, um, A strategy in the housing and homelessness community plan, a place for everyone, is um, to recommend strategies to enforce source of income non-discrimination ordinance. And so there's a work group being formed um, through the affordable housing group. And um, so I might suggest that an AHAB member or members participate in that work group.
0: Should we make that the strategy for AHAB to participate in that work group? Maybe that would be more direct. Deep in it, yeah. yeah. But, Go. Yeah. Give other Isn't ideas?
3: the next phase of what's happening is somebody's going to, with the city, talk about an enforcement strategy? Because when it was adopted, doesn't it kind of lack enforcement? That piece. And so I don't know what a what I don't know what a committee can do. Other than to maybe work on some language or something, but I,
0: uh, well, maybe our strategy is to stay involved in city discussions on that or something like that, like be involved
4: in that committee or be involved in other discussions. We're, we're talking about the recently passed ordinance, right? Right. Okay. I think outreach is really important with the three groups I mentioned before um, especially the landlords um, new you know new rules new law new understanding I mean I was at one hearing and some of you all were too and um, I thought the information was good um, given to the public I think some of them listened some of them didn't but uh that's pretty normal so and I do think the city has an obligation the city not us has an obligation to make people aware of laws they pass and that's what that is so um, just like speeding on residential streets you know is that our you see what I mean it's kind of in their bailiwick
3: so Maybe Leah can give us some better idea about what this committee is attempting to do. It,
1: yeah, this is Leah Roslin, and to clarify, so similarly to the way that it moved through the first time, there was the Ahab made the recommendation to the HRC, who formed a work group, um, and. I, I participated in that work group as did Christina and the members of community organizations um, and the human relations commission and presented, uh, made some recommendations for the source of income non-discrimination ordinance. And additionally, the original recommendations did include recommendations for enforcement strategies. Um, The city um, determined to at first just take on the adoption of the source of income non discrimination ordinance and not tackle the enforcement measures. And so, what we're envisioning was then picking up sort of the second part of the work and working with the city manager's office, uh, legal, et cetera, um, if the commission is interested then in reviewing. Um, those enforcement measures that are actually already in recommendation form just need to take that additional step. Um, so it would be a similar process working with the city um, in terms of those recommendations.
0: Okay I'm going to take a stab at this. If <laughs> I'm going to say that our goal maybe should be to review and support the city's. Uh, effort to study strategies to enforce support of income and non-discrimination so we'd be reviewing and su- reviewing that and supporting that effort I'm good with that yep. <clears throat> if others are does that make sense <laughs> did you catch that Leah
1: did it did review, I get that
0: the yes, committee would good. review and support the city's effort to enforce
1: yep
3: that looks like
0: to it. create or city's effort mm. to create strategies or whatever you want to say.
5: This is a policy, this is Christina Gentry. So, are we looking at supporting policies or supporting policy?
4: I think so. I think we're we're no. supportive of of the income discrimination ordinance, right? Right. Okay.
3: Yeah. So okay, so review and support the city's efforts to create policy to enforce
5: source of income yeah, non-discrimination or
4: ordinance. I I don't know why we need policy in there.
5: I was driving home that it's a, it's more like a, a law, like it's like there has teeth in it and the policy it was um I think important language to use because it drives home it's not a choice that um, this is like a strategy that also has been run through city legal and in supports in other places. We don't need to use policy but I chose to use that word right now.
4: Okay. <laughs> but there there are other things we can't discriminate against that we have <coughs> do we not have policy for that? We do.
5: As it We relates do to probably housing have. or as it relates That's to That's what housing well, I think that this goal number five will probably suss some of those other things out.
6: Okay.
0: Ultimately, it's not going to be our choice, whether it's policy or not, but right. we can certainly... Right. I, I, I'm i okay with that language. I'm okay with that. I'm with it. Okay. <laughs> Are we in agreement on number five? So ordered... <laughs> Consensus. See anybody yes. online? consensing? Consensus. if that's a word. <laughs>
8: mm-hmm.
0: yep. Okay. That's a good word. Move on to number four, and I'm. Hold. I'm going to take a little break here. Uh, Leah, how much time do we really need to allot to this? I know we got a couple things on the agenda after this.
1: Yeah. Well, we have 45 minutes left, and. Um,
0: I mean, we,
1: Those are the items left on the agenda. So,
0: yeah, you think we do one more and see where we are?
1: So far, we've moved through them pretty quickly.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, let's move on to four then, and we'll reassess at the end of our discussion on four. Just want to keep us, make sure we get out of here and keep us on track. So, plus, I know you want to see this at the next meeting. Right. (laughs) Okay. Goal four. Residents living in poor conditions have improvements made. Our goal is 70 units in five years. Uh, So take a look at the strategies there.
8: Uh,
4: It, help me understand the third one identify and leverage funding okay. to achieve energy efficiency for affordable housing. Is this existing or new or so we actually have an agenda item on that yeah, today?
0: A- so we're there's a like a, inter, a new energy program solar energy program okay, okay. That came but up and we're going to Does right, does this relate
6: to that. community development block grants is that what um, the weatherization program
8: I it could partially I mean, that, that, that is something that is funded. I mean,
6: that's one of the mechanisms that we use for mm-hmm. to to create weatherization and energy efficiency. Yes. Right. So there are some in place already, and then it's maybe encouraging new and like we, we what what Independence Inc. has provided has done things of those nature.
8: We're right. currently modifying that program. Um, it it was not necess- to be
6: more in line with this. Huh? to be more in line with this?
8: Um, to be more impactful Good. with the work that we're doing and to ensure that um, we're not just throwing weather stripping up, we're not just throwing attic insulation in, that we're actually doing energy audits. We're actually looking at what is the impact for the homeowner of the work that we're doing. So, right. yeah, it's in a complete rehaul right now.
6: So. Yeah. Good. And but, so I, I think that, I'm, you know, if that's part of what we can help, uh, you know identify and leverage that that's a good value
10: along along those lines uh, <clears throat> do you anticipate as this program is reconfigured that the the output goal that we have now do you would you conceive of i know that's only ahab's fraction of it but would in general would you see this reconfigured program increasing the availability of of you know, who, who who gets the funding and, and, and how widely is it spread? Would you see it increasing under this reconfiguration?
8: No, actually, when when looking at reconfiguring it, we are going to be able to assist less, Ugh. but it will be a More larger valuable. impact.
4: Yeah, I, I believe that.
8: Because for, you know, weather stripping, attic insulation, storm windows, I mean, we typically have about 35,000, 50,000 to work with as you know, as you start really getting deep into energy audits and we're looking at replacing HVACs, we're looking at replacing windows, all that stuff, that fifty thousand is gonna get, go it
6: it not fast. gonna go anywhere,
4: yeah. yeah. But Siding. the impact will be, so will be greater. Okay.
3: <clears throat> so I'd like to ask something about bullet number two because I mm-hmm. you know the city's rental inspection program was adopted by the city commission and that there's a whole department that does that and so my question is what value can we add
0: that's a good question I don't know (laughs)
1: This is Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing Administrator. I just want to note that these strategies come directly, and I had it pulled up, come directly from the City of Lawrence housing market analysis, roadmap to meet dashboard goals, recommendations. This is where I got those strategies. So I don't have opinions about the adoption of any of them. But this is what was recommended by the consultants in terms of those strategies.
3: I mean, and I don't remember the timing. They're doing that, though. Of, but I think, I can't remember when their rental inspection was started.
4: I I can. It, it was maybe 10, mm-hmm. maybe 10 years. Okay. Could so be just a little bit before this. Yeah. Group started.
5: Yeah. yeah.
9: The um program just experienced a ordinance change about maybe 2 or 3 years ago where it evolved to its kind of its third iteration and I can't remember the exact if it was 3 or 2 or 3. But or it
4: three expanded years. their duties, didn't shrink them.
9: Correct. So, yeah.
4: So
0: I think to Shannon's question is that an area we need to be involved in and is a good use of this group's time.
3: Well, I mean, we're not going to fund it, right? Cuz
0: We're not going to fund it.
6: We're not going to fund it. This is just recommending strategies to ensure that they
0: keep doing what they're doing. I mean are we going to take a deep dive into that and study yeah, that I don't think, I don't think that's which I don't
4: think we're going to do. And, um, and that leads you to number one. She, she's already describing that those modifications. I guess we could leave that like it. Is. Well, I think yeah, we do I mean, fund
0: some of those because we have Independence, Inc. and have, yeah. a couple others that we have okay. funded, yeah, those kinds of things. Yeah, so, and,
4: uh, You want to remove two and approve it?
3: Yeah, I just don't know that we have anything to say about what they
4: do. Nope. This is- I don't think they're overlooking um, conditions, poor living conditions. I don't think they are.
1: This is Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing Administrator. I do get a number of calls from residents concerned about the conditions of their rental units. And Jeff can speak to this more, but I guess a recommended strategy could be increasing funding because my understanding is that with current staffing levels, um, perhaps that we could use some enhancement to be more proactive, but please correct me if I'm wrong.
9: You know, there's always a possibility with more staff that inspections can increase as part of that process. And and part of the recent uh, code change uh, two or three years ago was to actually go from what was originally the ordinance for the inspection to actually following the international property maintenance code. And so there's a bit of a more uh, common code that they're following, than the one that was initially there as part of the the original ordinance about ten, 10 plus years ago. So, yeah, that's a, that is an option. Is if you know the city commission would like to have a change in the frequency of inspections or the amount, that would t- necessitate probably more staff to carry out those inspections.
3: Yeah,
0: I could certainly understand that. I
10: <laughs>
0: don't know that we would be the funding source
10: for that. No, I mean, right, that's well, like, not funding. Like, I, I thought we we're yeah. But but, yeah. th- but the, the the notion that that the uh, that Ahab might want to make known to the city commission that they think improvements or level of effort in in rental inspection is is consistent with all the other goals that Ahab you know has I I don't think is a bad thing I, yeah we're we're I wouldn't think that the group would be in in a funding position, but but maybe in a policy recommendation position. Disregard that if you think it's stupid. I mean, I'm just talking. Well, I'm not sure we're going to be recommending strategies. I mean, that's what this well the the only strategy I could see Thomas would be if, if, if we don't if we hear and don't think that that the rental inspection program is robust enough then our recommendation would be to make it more robust.
3: Well right, but that that is like we're going to get a lot of complaints and then we might act. This is like we're looking to affirmatively impact launch out in these areas.
4: And and not in our job on this
3: okay. yeah. Oh. yeah and I I
4: don't like I probably led you down a okay. rabbit hole I apologize.
0: No that's OK we can just re- talk around this whole thing so. People on zoom have been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so make sure we open an opportunity sure to jump right. in there if you want to jump in. Uh My thought is that may we strike that or. You know, to strike bullet two and bullet two or change the wording. So it's monitor or I don't know what I just don't I, know. I, I'd recommend we arena. strike it.
4: I, I, yeah.
3: I think I think we strike it. I mean, I think if okay. we become aware of a very serious tenant problem that something was going on, then we would send a letter to the city commission like we have done in the past as we become aware of. Very serious issues. Otherwise, I trust the professional staff to do their to rental do inspections in a way. I mean.
4: And they get those calls, too. Yeah.
3: I'm assuming that all of them then get routed to that department.
0: Okay. So, so are we okay with goal number four with goal, with strategies one and three, which is now two?
3: <laughs>
0: sure. Yes. Okay. Consensus? Yes. yes. Thumbs up, everybody. All right. Yep. All right. Okay, we, done, we did four. Hey. Uh, let's go to three, or do you think we don't have enough time? Uh, okay, yeah. so we're going to stop there. Good work. We did four, five, <laughs> six, seven. <laughs> we only have three left, so we're more than halfway, so this will come back. And I think we kind of, Leah and I talked about this. We worked it from back to front because the first three were pretty straightforward. Uh, or more straightforward about providing housing and those kind of things so um
3: and could i ask change a, a lot. question about mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. for the staff sure <clears throat> it says in here negotiate affordable for cell unit creation as part of annexation for no less than 10 percent are we allowed to do that
10: no well you could
0: we can't Dictate it like with inclusionary zoning, but we can try to negotiate with uh, Developers that do that
9: It's Correct you can have negotiate can it can be conversations it. about it But it can't be compelled as part of an annexation action,
3: okay, cuz I was like cuz negotiate to me is like,
9: It means I'm the two
3: not gonna p- give you this until you give me that Right. Although we do dictate it.
0: No, that's not negotiation. That's something different, but it's fine. So it is tied to public incentives. So if you get a public incentive, there is a requirement.
3: Right, but you can build a park.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so with that, we're going to move on to the next agenda item. Thank you for your work on that. Again, we'll bring those back to try to get through one through three. So we are on to item C4 discussion on increasing property tax rates. I believe, is that right? Yes. Uh, Impact on housing affordability, review and consider letter to the taxing bodies. Um, So uh, Leah and I took a stab at crafting a letter, uh, which was in the packet. Come on, over. Um certainly open to
10: I have some comments on that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jump in there, Phil.
10: Uh, my first comment would be is this really the right time for A for Ahab to weigh in? I mean this this year's budget's already cooked. Uh, you know, and while you could make the argument that it doesn't hurt to make the point repeatedly, you can also make the counter argument that if you keep making the same daggone point, it's gonna become noise pretty quickly. And that, just looking at it from the outside, my, my advice would be that about February of next year that Ahab comes out with a very strong and pointed statement all three taxing jurisdictions that that lays out what you know what what we think should happen with with respect to uh, all the issues of property taxes and so forth because that's when the budget starts cooking and that's when I would think the, the the potential impact might be might be greatest that that's how I see it
5: this is Christina Gentry I hear you on that. Um, I also want to point, this is a particular noise i like to make, um, because this kind of lets us be in the space of, of continuing discussions about driving home the equity. And some of the discussions that, that I don't know when the commission votes on this, if they haven't already. I haven't been reading Lawrence Journal World uh, recently to see what those look like. Uh, but f- this is a, a continued discussion. And since we are in the space of affordable housing, since we're talking in the space of creating more affordable housing, we also have to look at the implications on people to stay housed and to, even an increase. I think in this space, it says um, even those, or the S- the fixed income in those single c- income families with children an increase in property taxes at even a few hundred dollars can be significant i think speaking to that and support um, it continues to let our community know. Community, is, we're engaged in this process. We're not just speaking from a board. We're speaking as, as individuals. Um, I think this affects me as well. Being a new homeowner, I, I'm going to see an increase of about $900. As across the board, um, I think it's going to affect everyone. But to speak on these issues is, that, is removing that ambiguous conversation It doesn't happen. It, we, we understand taxes are significant. They are part of life great oh, yeah. right? uh, I guess um, but but we're speaking to how the unintended impact or the intended impact has an effect on the people that we're looking to serve
4: uh, mr. Yeah. mr. chairman um, I, I oh, yeah. speaking as a member of, of this board to the City Commission about about not spending money I feel like a hypocrite because the The very dollars that we spend have been raised happily uh, by the public. Um, This is a much broader uh, philosophical discussion about, about, in my opinion, getting more people paying taxes than we have and if we continue to develop in the manner we're developing if we count on infill to save our life if we don't expand without overly restricting developers then we will have fewer taxpayers so I, I could talk for hours on this but having been a county commissioner for eight years and entertained budgets for eight years and generally they start in about June. Um, discussions about budget start in June, and then statutorily they all vary a little bit—school board, county, city—but but really, by the time school starts, you're right—the the, it, it's cooked or it's pretty much cooked. So hearings occur in the summer on all this kind of stuff. But the truth of the matter is, our school districts rely solely on property tax, and and then payments from the state cities and counties it's less of their budget and all we care about as taxpayers is what it does to our property tax I get it I I I own one too but um there's you know saying you didn't change your mill levy doesn't mean you didn't raise taxes we we know that math that's not hard to do but my point is affordable housing we're trying to get dollars and units and help to people that make less than many and they lose every game every time milk goes up a buck every time taxes go up we know that and i believe the way to help stem that again, this is a much wider philosophical discussion, is education and jobs. And I know that's tired, people are tired of that. But if, if, if we don't have more people paying taxes, uh, creating home ownership and doing all those things, this problem is only gonna get worse. And, and we can send any letter we want, but I feel like a hypocrite being a part of it, so.
0: So just for point of clarification, our tax is a sales tax, not property tax. We're not funded by property tax. I'm just.
4: Okay. Okay, so that makes you feel a little better. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, because that's more regressive than property tax. I get it. Okay. Go ahead, Shannon.
3: Shannon (laughs) Alvary, Housing Authority. I I also feel a little bit conflicted about supporting this. Not that I support the tax, the property tax going up. But what I am aware of from the city's point is almost like they just put two million in a new department to deal with homelessness. They fund us and so what we're saying on one point part, this body particularly is saying help the homeless, house the homeless. The county is putting a bunch of money in for supportive housing with at least three or four different groups. And so when we are saying, create supportive housing, create new low-income housing opportunities, and our taxing bodies are doing that, I don't know that we're then the right body to turn around and say, oh, but do it without raising taxes.
0: So I just point out that our letter doesn't say don't raise taxes. It says consider the impact. (laughs) That's all it says. It says consider the impact on affordable housing.
3: I I will feel I can't but I just feel really conflicted about it because at least
0: understood. You know? Yeah. Anybody else? Me too.
2: I did have some similar similar thoughts to that. Um, It does feel like um, getting getting a slap on the wrist for answering to all of the applications that come forward from members of this body uh, for county funding specifically um, and and following the mission that's asked for from Ahab. So um, absolutely, I mean, the the ask that's included in the letter is to consider, and I think that all of these bodies very much do consider. um, I, I think if we're going to write letters, they should have a specific ask with a specific proactive suggestion for how um, that that equity could be achieved. So whether that's um, support more commercial and industrial to diversify our economy so that we're relying, we have less of a tax resi- uh, reliance upon um, residences. I think that is a very specific um, ask to put in front of, you know, in that case, the city and the county that doesn't apply to the school board. Um, Three separate letters, if we care about this, and if we decide to go forward with it, I think would be appropriate. Um, I think it's appropriate to recognize the trade-offs so that it's a letter that's not just a gripe, that it is a recognition that, um, so in terms of like the the school board voted to close schools in order to have, to, 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 you know, close some funding gaps, is my understanding. Um, so then how else can they do that besides you know, raising taxes? Like Just recognizing that, that those, those trade-offs are real. Um, and also that there is a, a serious reality about the cost of taxing um, in this community. I think both of those things are true. I don't mind being told that as a decision maker as many times as you'd like to, but I would like to be left with some kind of a solution that you would like to see.
4: Just this don't pay for the stuff I don't like.
5: This is Christina Gentry. Um, I would like, since we do have Karen Wiley, um, this is a little bit of point of clarification, if you would. Um, so those who apply and receive incentives for funding projects and apply through um, the city and receive those, how, what significant uh, influence or what does that do? If someone's approved for public incentives, what is does that affect? Um, Eventually, property tax. I'm I'm saying in a in a small and a micro, but at a larger level too. If the city approves the pub, public incentives, say a, a developer wants to uh, gain a, a certain amount of money, and those come from public incentives, um, what is that? What effect does that have on taxes? exponentially down the road i mean i think it goes through the board the school board has to approve that there's there's all there's lots of eyes and lenses on that before it goes to commission and then it gets approved by um, our governing board what are the effects or what are the consequences or what, how does that affect property taxes if um we you know there's a continual yes for public incentives and those be approved uh continuously
2: so those those incentives that you're talking about are there are zero dollars that go from any taxing authority to that entity, um, and the it is a a break on new new tax income that they would be generating for us for a short period of time. So my when I look at the math on this, and it is a math question, it's not about who applied, if we like them or not, It has none of that. That it's not a political decision in that. It is a dollar's decision. If it makes more money for the county to take it off of existing taxpayers, then it's a yes. If it doesn't do that, then that is not something I'm interested in. So the way it gets played out in the public conversation doesn't reflect that, but this is not something that is paid for uh, from existing dollars. This is something that we're saying we will, we will we will get the tax income we've always had on that property. We'll get a little bit more tax income on that property. We'll get the full impact of that new development on that tax property in the future. So it is we are dollars ahead for those projects, or we wouldn't do it
5: okay that's good clarity thank you um
2: i know it's not on our agenda but i'm glad you asked (laughs) so thank you mr chair for indulging (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: okay all right so let's try to wrap this up uh i have three people i think that have kind of spoken against kind of sending maybe not sending are we leaning towards not sending the letter I'm kinda looking for consensus here that the boards, that they the bodies that do this have this in their minds, which I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh I thought we were just I, I thought that our purpose was just to express this board's concern with that. Bill suggested maybe that we, when we we are in a more appropriate time in the process, we come with a you know, and
10: with with with,
0: with more uh, detailed information. And, with and Karen again
10: formulation that that more mirrors what what Karen said. Something more specific. Mm-hmm. And and I agree that that the city commission, the county commission, the public incentive review commission, they all look at those trade-offs as as they're evaluating. Mm-hmm. Sure,
0: sure they do. That's Uh, their job. Yeah, that's their job. We hope they're doing that.
6: (laughs) First of all, I appreciate your and Leah's uh, work on putting this together. However, obviously there are... there are a lot of angles of this which we need to consider. And I'm going to recommend that we table this for the time being until we can have a more robust conversation around it. Because it feels to me like there, there are conflicting, I mean, both of you indicated, yes, I feel conflicted on this. And so I think that we cannot at this point move forward with, with consensus until we've really worked through all of those things and figured them out.
0: Okay. Thank you. Are we?
5: And I can agree with that. And this is all so if it speaks to you, it could be opportunities to speak to public comment uh, during the opportunities when it opens up if if that becomes something that's public comment aware. So, yeah, I I agree. We don't have to agree at all uh, to move to recommend, um, but I strongly feel in the position of of continuing to increase um, the opportunity to speak on this issue. Okay.
3: I'd second the motion to table it.
1: Okay.
0: To, do Mr. we need Chair. to vote on that, or can we just not? Go ahead.
2: Uh, sorry, Karen Willie again. Um, I do think that the right letter could be really powerful. Uh, so I think tabling it is great, um, and, and making it a statement that, that really speaks to the full mission of Ahab, including that the, the cost of tax piece. I, I, I think maybe we could get there. Great. Okay. Also... It would also individual letters would also let there be some kind of acknowledgement that uh, the county did lower two mills, the city kept a flat mill levy, and the school board increased their mills by (laughs) 1.5. So rather than have one blanket statement across the board, and we all have reasons for doing the things that we did, and I recognize that all of those still involve a tax increase because of valuation, but to give some 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 acknowledgement of of the forces behind the decisions that get made.
4: I'm, All right. I'm patting I'm Karen Willie on the head.
6: I'm glad we have have uh, planted the seed of this, and the, this will this will lead us further down this road that we can have a more developed conversation around it.
4: Great. Okay. Great
0: so i think our action was to approve the letter so i don't i think we can just simply not act on this and table it i don't think it takes a vote motion okay a motion or vote but i think we can so we're just simply not acting we had a nice discussion a very fruitful discussion i might add okay so we'll move on to c5 review and consider letter of support on solar for all grant um leah i'm going to let you take this because you really took the lead on uh on this program. And.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is Leah Roseland. The um, EPA has released a NOFO for a solar for all grant under the greenhouse gas reduction fund and I have been working with the county sustainability office as well as the city sustainability office to submit an application to compete for this grant and at this time um we're just asking for the ahab to consider submitting a letter of support that can be submitted with that grant opportunity. Um, you can see the draft here. Um, and it, again, simply um, aligns the issue of affordability with um, solar. So what the grant would do, what what we would be asking for is um, to have um, solar installed on new affordable housing developments um, including perhaps some private residents um, of units where the residents meet the AMI requirements of 30 to 80% AMI, or to retrofit existing affordable housing units with solar. Um, this would be done throughout the county. Um, and we're still you know, fine tuning the actual um, administration of the program Um, but that would be the intent of the program is to get solar installed on, um, affordable units and income qualified households to further increase our sustainability impact as well as housing affordability.
4: Mr. Chairman, this is a grant, right? A grant, not a, okay. I'm, I'm good with it. We're just supporting a grant. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Sounds good.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Do we need to, Leah? You signed. I know you drafted this letter and you signed it from you. Do we need to make that if we're?
1: It's also it, okay. it's Yeah. Ew, just cut off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're in there, buddy.
1: Okay. Yeah, if there could be a vote that would be okay. helpful That's just fine. to get formal That's approval.
4: That's
0: fine. I, I would move that we uh, move forward with the, yes. sending this. Second. Okay, so we have a motion and a second. Um, is there any discussion? All right, I'm gonna call the roll real quick and then we'll get on. Karen? Um,
2: I'll say yes. Do we need to have public comment on this item?
4: Oh. I don't. I don't. Sure. <laughs>
0: <I'm> sure. <laughs> I don't. There's
1: nobody here for public comment. <laughs> okay.
0: There's no one here is there anybody online <laughs> so I know that probably is a formality but okay uh, Sarah had to drop off. So we have Philip. Yes Mark. Yes Christina Yes. Shannon. Yes. Thomas. yep Trent. Yes. Monty yes that's eight zero so we will be uh, supporting submitting that supporting letter and let me get back to my agenda here that concludes our regular agenda we have committee updates Uh, a place for everyone plan affordable housing work group update who would be providing that
5: um, if I could, Monty, I apologize. I do need to take off pretty mm-hmm. soon. It, if I couldn't, just give a really quick update yeah, to the sure. equity and inclusion work group, um, and then also Leah was in attendance. So if there's anything that I miss, um, maybe it can be an added um, conversation to have or added info updating. Uh, so um, yes, the equity and inclusion work group met August 17th, and in that time, there were I would say about five people in attendance. Um, There was really a move to endorse um, education piece. Um, There was also talking about draft recommendation strategies and goals to increase racial equity in housing. There's also a tone of where the facilitators had shared that they would be stepping down and moving into creating smaller work groups. And there was a time for those who would wish to, to step into the space of being a leader in each of the work groups that were decided upon. So this is not um, any information. It's really an update, understanding that there may be more opportunities for um, AHAB to have leadership in this space to come forward.
0: Okay. Thank you, Christina. Any questions for Christina? All right. We'll move on to the Thank you, Christina. We'll move on to the land development code. With a couple people on the
10: bill. Yeah, Jeff can probably speak to this more exactly than I can, but the the second draft of the second module is due sometime in the near future. Uh, You know, uh, Jeff might fill us in a little bit
9: on that. That's about as accurate a date as I've got it also <laughs> at the point though. Um, we're working to get that out this fall. So we're hoping to have Module 2, which will be the um, uh, development regulations and those kind of details coming out as part of that. But I also expect, you know, stuff that was in Module 1 to maybe getting revised or updated depending upon how we're hearing in Module 2 and getting some of those linkages connected back that were question marks in the first one that we're now connecting through on that one. But that should be coming out this fall. So as soon as we get a better date, I'll make sure to share it with the group. All right.
4: Would would you remind me the um, the website we can go to to?
9: So the, the website is lawrenceks.org/ldc.
0: And when does that close? That the, oh, that. Is that the meeting in a box, or is it already closed?
9: No, meeting in the box is still out there. By, that's, that's the one I want. I'm um, hoping Leah or Danny might have a computer that's working. Mine has decided to uh, quit on me. Uh, I think that doesn't stop until about mid-September, if I remember correctly. So it's got, it does have some time still on the meeting in a box.
4: <laughs> and it's just that simple, meeting in a box?
9: Yep. Mm-hmm. It's September 15th. Thank you, Leah.
3: Like it is, okay.
0: Thank you, Phil. (laughs) Um, other Lawrence affordable housing updates, Uh, these are basically just articles and uh, (coughs) things that have been in the news lately. I don't know if we need to talk about any of those specifically.
6: <laughs> um, m- Mr. Chair, I think probably I should have it since I am quoted in one of those articles and I identify myself as a member of this board. I attended the Brook Creek Neighbors Concerned about the 528 unit development that is planned for that is proposed for uh, f- East 15th Street slash 1500 road. Uh, and you had a brief con- you know, note to me about that saying, doesn't this meet our requirements? Uh, mm-hmm one of the elements first of all the size and the scale is unprecedented in this community i believe Uh, they are trying to go for a rm32 uh, zoning i believe there is only one other uh, development in town that is done that way they claim that this is an infill development my understanding is that infill requires usage of existing infrastructure and Uh, The infrastructure which is in place on 15th Street as exists could not handle the uh, 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 development of this size. The size, scale, massing of this property I feel is completely inappropriate and as much as I would love to see a bunch more affordable houses uh, or affordable units, I am not convinced that this meets that criteria.
1: Mr. Chair, mm-hmm. uh, this is Leah Roseland, Affordable Housing Administrator. The prime company is planning on submitting an affordable housing trust fund application for this project, and so I, I, I just want the board to be careful about making any pre-determinations on the project before a fair and impartial review of that project, based on the application that's submitted.
0: All right, any other comments on any of this? Okay. Uh, Next item is affordable housing organization updates. That's a family promise, which Dana is gone, housing authority. Shannon's here. Do you have any updates to provide us? Anything we need to know about that's... So we don't usually get to this part of the meeting. <laughs> so, <laughs> you might be on the spot a little bit. I'm sorry for that <laughs> okay uh habitat um is not here, and tenants uh Nicholas is not here, so I don't mm-hmm. think we'll have those so uh home homeownership, homeownership general brochure updated what is that
1: um so that. lauren's habitat for erica submitted these brochures oh, okay. to be attached to the agenda since she wouldn't be present for updates
0: okay i, I did not get a chance to look at those so i will do that uh, kansas housing resources corporation draft 2024 qualified allocation plan public comment is still open until September 18th. so if you're interested in that please go to that website. There's a calendar. Um, I'm not going to read through the calendar for you. Uh, there's a chairman I love and I, with that I uh, suggest we adjourn. I might note do. five minutes ahead of time
10: right. occasion. That's, <laughs> That's thank you everyone yeah thank you, thank you.